Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Master Your Mindset podcast. I am your host, Jer Fink, and on today's episode, we have Bernard Chan. Bernard is a creative director and partner at Vitev Alkaline Water Company. He is a married man. He is now a vegan. He is part of my mastermind group and was also my first guide in my own self-development journey. What's up, Bernard? How are you doing today? Very good. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, I'm excited to do this uh, episode with you. Uh, maybe you could just start off by just kind of like giving a little bit of an introduction to yourself and letting us know what projects uh, you're currently up to and, you know, what's going on. <laughs> projects. So for me, I'm actually, I've been winding down in the last little while. So I had a lot of projects on the go, but now it's really just focusing on family. And which means rebuilding my parents' home and moving back in with my wife and my parents. So that's been pretty much taking up most of my time. Oh, that's, that's a big move. Oh, uh, yeah, it's going to be a big move. It's quite the, quite the journey. So, yeah. Can I ask, like, what led to that? Are your parents okay? Um, well, my dad's, I think he's like 87 or something. Right. So he's slowing down right. and I'm the only child. And it's, it's very funny that when you're young, everybody wants to move out and get away as fast as possible from their parents. But I think it comes to the, I guess, part of the growth and realization that I wouldn't be where I am or who I am without my parents. And this is sort of like their, their gift to take care of them. And I'm not gonna put them in a retirement home or anything. Right. That's, that's not gonna happen. So. Well, that's pretty commendable of you. I think a lot of people would do the opposite. A lot of people do the opposite. They put their parents in a retirement home. Well, it's definitely more convenient if you do that, right? For lack of a better word. Yeah. But you think about what they've given us. Right? They've given us life. They've given us opportunity. And even though they may, not every parent's going to be like the best parent, but you, how do you top life? Like what could anyone give you in the rest of your life that can top actual life? That's a good point. And you being a parent, right? Someday your, your children are going to understand that too. Right. And I hope they take your approach because, uh, I'd prefer to stay in my house and go into a retirement home. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that, that, cool. where do they live? Are they in Toronto or yes, they're, they're just down? Like, it's just about seven minutes away from us right now. Oh, okay. So you're yeah. not moving. Yeah, out anything. Nothing major. No, not nothing major. Right. But it's again, like I used to focus so much on business or money or something or who knows what but then the last few years i realized that i mean they matter like you need that to function and survive and everything else but you can't replace that i mean it's not sorry you can replace that but you can't replace family correct right and it just didn't seem right where my parents are getting older and here i am trying to do more and more things but they're getting less and less time of me. Okay. Right. Yeah. And this is when they, they need me the most. 
Yes, definitely. Well, like when, when people get older, they're like children. Right. Are you an only child or do you have any brother? I think you have a sister. I'm the only child, but I do have a, a half sister. Okay. Right. Recently got connected with. Okay. So that, but she's not here. Right. Right. So a lot of this responsibility of your parents obviously falls onto you being an only child. Um, I would imagine they don't have too many other places to look at. No, no. And so that's been my major focus on the last, last year or so, last couple of years. Okay. Can you speak a little bit to like, like I know you're a creative director and a partner at, the, at, at Vitev, um, but some of the other kind of like endeavors that you're involved in, as I mentioned, like you were, like you are still part of one of the mastermind groups I'm involved mm-hmm. in, part of our guide. Um, and you're also the first person that really like guided me in my own self-development journey. And I know that your own journey has, has been, you know, a constant uh, growth. Can you just talk a little bit about, about like what you're involved in right now so people get an idea of like what you're all about? Sure. On, okay, let's get the business stuff out of the way first. Right. So outside of Vitev, there's another spinoff company that was also in alkaline water and that's strictly B2B. So I'm still part of, part of that. Okay. And I still have some other like little side projects here and there. Right. But again, my focus is not so much on that. So let's get that out of the way. And, but in terms of just like the growth side, I've also been working with Herman Sue. And I, I think you've, oh, you, you're part of the, the that group as well. Good. So Herman, we met Herman about two years ago, and I meet a lot of people and I, I see a lot of things out there, but this guy was on a whole nother level, mm-hmm. and so this guy is a very, very unique person. Yeah, maybe elaborate though what you mean by whole other level, like in what context? Okay, so I meet people who know about, say, reading body language, or they're really good at, like, well, part of NLP is part of that too. Just things that you can learn, things that you can go to a workshop, things that you can spend time to to learn about, and and maybe one day become very proficient in it. Herman has this unique ability where he can read you. Okay. I'm trying to figure out the words to describe this thing. Like it's almost like he reads your soul or energy or something or something that's not very tangible, but he sees these things without any tricks. Or if it's a parlor trick, it's probably one of the best I've ever seen because I can't figure out how he's doing it. Right, gotcha. Right, so like my my mind can't really analyze too much because it just doesn't make any sense. Besides the fact that he probably sees things that are on a very different scale than we're normally used to. So he can read things at that level. Like about yourself? Oh yes, about anything. I'm talking about like you, if you want to know about your health, your relationships, your career, your who knows, whatever you want to know about. But in the context of like what's holding you back maybe or oh yeah, why you're not in a relationship or why you're not healthy. Like- Absolutely. So you know how we learn about our blocks? 
Yes. We understand, we learn about blocks and we usually go through that whole process of trying to figure out the, your triggers and where it stems from and going, going through like some, your, your childhood or whatever, whatnot. Like you go through that whole process. Right. He can skip that whole thing and just tell you exactly what it is. Like after meeting you a few times? Yeah. Oh, it doesn't even need to meet you a few times. This needs to see you. Oh, wow. Right. There's this process that he does. He just sees you. And you ask him whatever question you want, and he'll just tell you exactly what it is. And there's things that he told me that nobody would have known. Okay. So, there's so no way. I think it's important to point this out that you're actually talking from experience. Absolutely. Something that you've gone through with him. Uh, absolutely. It, it's just, I can't, again, I, I've seen a lot of really amazing people, but the, this is a whole nother level. Okay. So right. you. You've been working with him, uh, like you said, for the last couple of years. Um, but let's like, well, actually, before I jump into like what took, what brought you here, like, just speak a little bit about um, what else you're kind of doing in this space. Because, like, for example, like we meet uh, with a small group every Tuesday, and you kind of lead our mastermind group. Are you doing this with like other groups as well? Are you still coaching people? Are you still like in that space? I'm still, I still have my, my original mastermind group okay. with my, my guys. So I still have that. I'm still coaching here and there. And my main thing is really focusing on, on getting, how do you say, really listening to what Herman's going through and what his, I guess his plans are and really helping him on, on that front. Right. Because okay. I really think that a lot of people would benefit from meeting this guy. Right. Right. Even from, like, I've never met him, um, but my experience through <clears throat> through the Facebook group, um, there's a lot of people that, you know, what are in the group, but a lot of people that participate in this group, more participation than I've seen in many other groups I've been part of, mm -hmm. uh, the sense of people sharing, sharing videos, being vulnerable, and it's got to be a testament to him and what his message is. Um, and what, what he's bringing out in these people to make them comfortable enough to share their stories with people that they haven't even met yet. So just being involved in that group alone, I think is a testament to like him and his work. Um, because people, like, like I said, there's just a lot of people sharing. There's a lot of people, um, you know, giving a little bit back of themselves in the group itself. Mm -hmm. So as you can tell, it's, there's something, something unique. Right. Okay, so let, let's, um, if you don't mind, like just backtracking a little bit, because I think it's a cool story that you have, is like how you actually got into like self-development and what your journey was like kind of leading you up until you met Herman. Sure. So the, the, I guess the simplest way, I'm not going to go through everything, but the simplest, right. I guess the short version is that life was a lot of struggle. There was a lot of things that just weren't working. I mean, there's things that obviously were working in my life, but there's a lot of things that weren't working. For example, my, my career was, I didn't know what to do with it. Like I was a, you know, quote unquote entrepreneur, but I was poor, broke. Right? My relationships never really lasted. My, like I was, my party days were over. So, you know, I was trying to figure out like, okay, what do I do next? Because when you're partying, you don't really think about too much. Right, you're thinking about right. Are, are you thinking about, is this, okay, you're just going to go party and have fun, drink, and meet women, et cetera. 
right? You're not, you're not thinking too much about your future, right. right? So when that ran out, I was like, okay, what's, what are you supposed to do? Right? You think that when you leave your job that everything's going to work out because it's like that painted story for everyone. That, oh, become an entrepreneur, right? leave your job, go, go do the things that you love to do, quote unquote, love to do. And then you're going to somehow make it. That wasn't happening. You're kind of spinning your wheels. Kinda, Pardon? You're kind of spinning your wheels a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And I didn't have, like the people around me, when the people I grew up with, either they were, say, very book smart. And, you know, they're, they're good at their job and that's pretty much it. They don't really want anything else. They're just good at their corporate job. Very career orientated. Yeah. And very, and that's fine. Right. I just wasn't like that. And the other group of people I grew up with, they, they were either doing things that were illegal. Right. And, or other things that I don't really condone with like that were probably fun back then, but it just doesn't make any sense now. Right. So I was in the middle of that. Like I'm not that corporate guy, but I'm also not one of those, you know, gangsters. Right. right? But I understand both worlds. So when you were in that spot, like how many years ago was this? Like 10 years ago, let's say? Five I would years? say maybe seven years ago. So. So I know right now you can look back and you can reflect and you can have these insights, but when you were in the moment there, like, did you knew something was just wrong? You didn't know what it was and you were looking for something like, how did that kind of play out? Well, let's put it this way. You're the biggest indicator is when you're, you have no idea where you're doing. You're just lost. Yeah. So you were lost. Is that I was lost. Right. Okay. I just didn't, it, it's like looking at Google maps and you have absolutely no marker and no direction. So all you see is this bunch of things and you have no clue where to, where to start. Right. I'm sure right. I'm definitely like a lot of people can relate. Right. So because of that, my, one of my friends wanted to go, there was going through depression and wanted to go through this workshop and I just figured, okay, if this guy is going to like, he's suicidal. So I just figured, you know what, I'll just go with him for him. Right. I wasn't really too into any of this growth stuff, but I just figured I'll just go with them. So once I went, that's re that really opened up the, the world. That really opened up the, the, the idea that there's more to, to us than we realize. So then I got really into personal development. Like I read a lot of books, watched a lot of videos, went through other workshops, etc. Right. Right. And that really changed things because it's almost within a year, I, I changed my whole career. Your whole career, so what did that look like when you said you changed your whole career? Well, I knew what I was not doing. Right. I knew what I was not taking responsibility for in my, in my business. So I started to make some changes and then we lucked out. Like, I don't know how, how else to explain it besides we got really lucky. But we also set ourselves up for, for the luck too. And then we just kept, kept going on that side. And after that, just things just start falling into place. 
right? That my my relationship with with Han like wasn't bad before, but it went to another level as I started to work on myself. And then here we are today, where we're just again focusing on on family and like even having the opportunity to focus on family. Right. I don't know if anyone realizes, but if you're building a home, it's not the cheapest thing. No. Not, not the most, you know, not really recommended for the faint of heart. So, so what, what I'm interested in, in, though, is like what kind of things came up for you as you were going through your, your journey? What things did you identify about yourself that you kind of had to like let go of and release so you can make room for more positive things in your life? I say the, I mean, there's so many, but one of the biggest ones was the insecurity and recognizing how insecure it was like nobody wants to hear that hey look you're really insecure and you should do something about it right so i recognize that so i did something about it i right? start to become more courageous start taking more risks start doing things without how do you say, forcing people to do things. So it was definitely more tac uh, tactical and more tactful. And just being more compassionate, empathetic, etc. Right, okay. Right. But that's a, that's a blow to your ego, right? Where you either, like what I, what I tend to find with, with the people I meet is either you're, you don't, realize like how well you're doing or you're thinking that you're better than everyone like it's, it's always like this extreme where you're you're so down on yourself or you're so above right. but nobody really functions like that in in like the how you say when you really find yourself you're more in the middle where we're all equal and it's, it's easy to say that, but it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to not compare because right. we're so used to comparing to, to everything. I think that's kind of like put on us though from, from like a society perspective, like social media, media, marketing, like everything kind of like leads you in that direction, right? They're showing you all like their best lives and, and you're just looking at yourself. So it's hard not to say, okay, what do I have compared to like, what exactly. Right. You, you look at, so let's take social media and who's going to post things that they really do in life. I mean, like you wake up, you brush your teeth and all, all that type of stuff. And you, you struggle a lot of times. Right. Struggle with who, either someone else or yourself or whatnot, but that's not really going to be what people want to see in, in social media, even though that could be the truth. Yeah. Right. People want to see all the fun stuff, right? All the good glamorous stuff. Right. And so then once you do that, you started looking like, Whoa, that person's having a great life. How come I don't have that? Right. And then that leads to you feeling more, like you're saying, more insecure and down. Absolutely. So it just it perpetuates that, that whole narrative. And then not only does that happen is that you may actually say, you know what, I'm going to do that too. And I'm going to start posting that. Right. So then even though it's not real, but you go do it, 
And then somebody else sees it and says, hey, you know, how come their lives are way better than mine? So I'm going to start doing that. So then this whole thing becomes this big, giant lie. And everyone's start feeling crappy about themselves when it's really not like that. Right? I'm not saying everybody's life is terrible or something. No, but... Like, I think struggle has been given a really bad rep. Like, struggle helps us grow. Mm-hmm. But people don't want to show that part. Right. Or people don't... Right. Maybe also people just don't want to acknowledge it for themselves, that they even are struggling. And maybe that there's something wrong, I'm going to say wrong with them, but they're going through stuff that they need help with. And it's hard for them to be vulnerable, right? And ask for that help. Absolutely. So that's like going back to your original question. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, that's where it started because I struggled. Right. I struggled and I didn't want to admit that I was struggling. But when I, when it came down to that, I guess that opportunity, I realized, oh, okay, I'm struggling. And I think I need help. And I was open to actually receive some some help and support and and that really changed my 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 life so right with this help like did were you being coached by someone did you just i was work? being coached i went to like workshops i read I, like i made changes for for myself and and whatnot like i took action right right it's like let's imagine this okay i guess the best analogy for for this is like I was overweight, okay? I just didn't realize I was overweight. No, I'm not saying like I was actually overweight, but I'm just using it as an example, right? And then finally looked in the mirror, it's like, oh crap, I'm overweight. I don't like this, right? I'm unhealthy. So now that I know that, I gotta do something about it. So as I started to change things, start to let go of things and worked on it, it's not magic. I mean, it's fairly, fairly logical. Logical, but is it fair to say you have to be pretty disciplined? Like, this is something you probably were working on on a daily basis? Mostly. Mostly. And right. maybe still are? Is that fair to say? Like, Pardon? Maybe still are. Like, yes. Yes. So, it's, it's like, the, like the video game where after every stage, it gets a little bit more difficult. But you also become stronger. So you can receive better rewards. Oh, I like that analogy. Right. So anyone who's familiar, I mean, I hope, hopefully everyone's played video games at some point. But that's how generally games are designed. Right? Actually, challenge scales. It's interesting too, because like, if you take an entrepreneur example like with your business, like as soon as you get to that next level, say you wanted to make 200K a year, you get to that point and then you just, you're just presented with a new, um, like a new set of challenges, a new mm-hmm. set of obstacles at a higher level, right? Just like in a game when you level up, things get a little bit harder. That's right. So, so but you become more skilled though. You become more skilled as well, right? All right. You become better. The game becomes more difficult. Bosses become more challenging. Right. Right, but you've you've leveled up. Right. Right. Again, going back to my point, you probably still have to continue with this on a, like almost on a daily basis to keep. Absolutely, it- absolutely. You just take on greater challenges. 
but it also makes you a, a much better person as well. Right. right. So you just keep growing, growing, growing. So I don't know if there's an end to this thing, but the way I look at it, it's like, does nature ever stop? I've never seen nature actually stop. Nature just keeps evolving. Correct. Right. If the weather changes, nature changes. Right. Right. The animals, I mean, nature is part of the weather, but the the animals adapt. Right. But in in our case, you have to make the choice to evolve. Um, it sounds like you made that choice and you've been kind of evolving ever since. Yeah. And I guess for me was what's the other choice? You always have to ask these questions, right? It's like, okay, if you don't evolve, if you don't work on yourself, what's the other choice? Well, the other choice is you just don't do it. Okay. So where you are, Yeah, stay where you are. Okay. But just know that when you're staying still, you're actually being left behind now you're actually going backwards because there's a thing called time and it really doesn't stop. Right. Right. At least I haven't found a way to stop time yet. Right. There's a way to stop time. So if time keeps going and you're not growing, it's the same thing like nature. If you don't adapt, if you don't evolve, you're going to get left behind. So that's the other choice. Yeah. I, I think you're bang on. Um, but I think also like, I don't think people even realize that they have a choice. Like, I think a lot of people are just stuck and lost like you were, and you were lucky enough to find this one workshop and set you off in this direction. But from my experience, I see a lot of people that are just stuck and don't realize that they actually have a choice. Right? See, you, you, okay. So that's where struggle becomes such a great teacher. Because when you struggle, it gives you that sort of that push or that at least that indicator that, Hey, look, something doesn't feel good. Right. Something's off. Right. I don't, I don't like this. Like you might not be conscious of exactly what it is, but you know, the feeling like, I don't yeah. really like this. You know, something's up. You, you, you can feel it. You have to trust your intuition. Yes. Well, when you trust your intuition, you got to make sure you know what your intu- intuition is. Right. Because if it's still based off of fear, then you might not be able be re- really listening to the right voice, I guess. Okay. Right. So it's like, but you know, there's some discomfort, you know, this, this doesn't feel good anymore, right. but you might not know where to go. Right. So that's why when you're doing this type of work and having dialogue like this, it gives you that opportunity to start to hear yourself. Okay. It's a good um, segue into what I want to ask you here. Because do you, do you think that um, if you when you start this like personal development or self growth journey, um, that it's important that you're not doing this alone versus trying to do it on your by yourself? Because there's a lot of videos, like you said, there's a lot of um, books, you know, the workshops and whatnot. But you know, it's either you can do this by yourself, or you can get part of a group or a coach, life coach a guide, whatever you want to call it, right? In what what scenario do you think is more um, valuable? Well, I know what I was like going, like doing it by myself before. I don't recommend that. Yeah, so you recommend that. You could do it. It's like, okay, think of like this. Think of like working out at the gym. You can work out by yourself, which is fine, right? A lot of people do it, yeah. A lot of people do it, and that's fine. Like, but 
it's probably better to start off with like a trainer, right? With peers that are also into it as well. Not, you don't want peers that are lazy, right? And that doesn't help you, right? But having people who also want to grow, right? It makes it much easier, okay? Then if you decide to do it on your own, whatever, right? That's, that's up to you, right? But I generally don't recommend anyone just to start off completely by themselves because there's, we have so many blind spots. Well, and that's what I'm kind of thinking is like, could it do more harm than good if you try to attack these things like about yourself on your own without having the right guidance on how to heal, how to let go, how to evolve, right? Because like from my own experience coming in to the original mastermind where you were our guide for the first six months, you had already been through all this stuff. So we can learn from your experience and you kind of took us in the right direction. And I felt like that was really beneficial. Yeah, it's definitely, it does help. Like at least gives you some place to start. Right. Right. Okay. So let's kind of move forward a little bit. So you, you, you went on your own self-development journey. You got into this space. You really evolved. You changed a lot of things about your, um, yourself. When I met you, like I said, you came into our mastermind group and you kind of were leading this way. And I, and I don't know if it was like this was the time or maybe a little bit before this, but there kind of became this whole like stigma around Bernard and Prasada and people were like, you know, oh, I want to talk to Bernard. I want to talk to Bernard. Right. Did, did this, did you feel this and did this have a real impact on you and your own growth? Yes. In a way that, how do you say, I didn't know what was going on because you know, people were coming up to me or people were mentioning about me and I just thought it was kind of weird. But maybe because they were still new into discovering themselves. Right. And I don't even know what they were saying about me, to be honest. Right. It just, I had no clue. Right. I think the short of it was just that, um, you were the kind of the person to talk to if you needed a little bit more clarity, right? A little bit more direction and stuff. Like you, you had a, like from my own experience, like you had a really good way of like, I don't even want to use the word coach, more like just guiding people, listening to people and, and just pointing them in the right direction. Yes. I think when I have conversations with, with people, it's, it just gives them the opportunity to hear themselves. That's great. I like that. Right. Mean, it's not like, I'm not like Herman. I can't see things or whatnot, right? That's not what's about. It's just, I'm basically doing what they could be doing for themselves, which is listen without judgment. Okay. Okay. So you're not biased towards anything. There's no agenda behind it. And then you relay it back in a way where it's just a matter of fact there's no no ill intent right the intention is is pure my like my intention when i'm speaking with people is to really understand them that's it that's that's all i want right i'm not here to say make you feel better or you know become your bff or, or whatnot right that's not what i'm here for i'm not here to motivate you or inspire you or anything that's not my my thing right like right. i'm not even on social media so that's how much i really 
you know, care about those things. Right. So my, my intent when I, when I sat down with, when I sat down with you guys was really just to support you guys as much as possible. Right. Not to take the journey away from you guys. That's not, that wasn't what it's about. Right. Right. Whatever you guys do and do like, or don't do, that's up to you guys. Right. So I didn't want to steal your journey. It's more, more so just to share some of the things I went through and give you guys like a, like a path to start with and where you guys end off. Who knows? I think that's a good way of putting it, showing us a path that we can take um, to set us off in our own kind of directions. And I feel like that's kind of what happened. Um, like I said, for the first six months, this was like what, March, 2016 or something. I mean, we're almost three years ago now. Um, and a lot of us, you know, we still meet. Um, a lot of us are also, yeah, have explored like our own journeys. And you kind of like just pushed us in, in kind of the right direction. It is aware of like tools and resources and different practices that you can take on to help grow and, and to help kind of evolve. Um, mm-hmm. so, so once, you know, you identified this, um, I know you spoke a little bit to us about like what happened. Like you, you start to realize that there was this persona about yourself and you weren't sure how to deal with it. I think that's what kind of led you to take your year off. Is that kind of correct, right? Yes. Yes, because... Like, what was it about, like, everybody, like, talking about you or approaching you and stuff that kind of, like... Or maybe there's more to it than this, but what, what happened that made you kind of feel like you needed to take a step back and, and realize... Okay, so I'm going to be completely honest on, on this. Please. Okay, so there comes to a point where when you go on this whatever this journey, self-development, whatever you want to label this as, there, there comes to a point where you think you bet the ego. You think that you're so smart or so knowledgeable or so whatever it is, and you, you think you bet the ego. It's like, it's like you've gotten to the final boss. Yeah, yeah. And you bet it. Okay? So... Again, I'm going to be completely honest. That's where I, I felt I was at. I felt that I got to the final boss and I bet it. Only to realize that that was just the beginning. Only to realize that that opened up a whole nother world where the, like my ego evolved. So. Well, that's, that's massive. Your ego itself evolved. Think of the ego like AI. Okay. So you know how like Elon talks about warn like he's warning everyone about AI. Yeah. It's like we got to regulate that. We got to like be really really careful around AI. Right. You got one of the smartest guys, right, warning us about AI. So think of the ego like AI. Okay. Okay. You think you're controlling it? No, it's evolving, just like you. Right. So I was like, I caught it. There's like glimpses of it where it peaked out and I just ignored it. And it's like, Oh, okay. It's not a big deal. But when you're at that place where like you think you've read most of the things you've watched most of the things you experienced most of the things you're, you're coaching, you're mentoring, you're, you're leading and all, whatever it is, right. You're almost at the top of 
things. Right. So when, when people were coming to me and I was like, okay, I'm doing, you know, doing some really good work. And so people are coming to me and it just, it, it gets to you. Right. Or at least got to me. Yeah. Right. And I realized like, it's almost as if I was lost again. Right. It almost felt like I was lost again because there's so much, almost so much power that you had over, over people. And I didn't know what to do with it. Right. So in your mind, your intention is to do good. Okay. Your intention is to do good, but there's times where that becomes very blurry. Okay. So, so what, what do you, you've identified this stuff. You took yourself a year off. You took a break basically. Um, like you said, to reevaluate yourself, um, d during that time, you know, what happened, you know, that enabled you to kind of come back uh, fr from that. And, and, you know, like you said, almost like you had to start back from the beginning, right? That's where I met Herman. That's when you met Herman. I see. So that's interesting that you, you, you've been on this journey. You've done a lot of work. You've met a lot of people along the way. You, um, through different workshops and groups and whatnot. But then you, you got to the point where you had all this power and you kind of have to take a step back and then Herman shows up in your life. Does it, was, it, was it almost like perfect timing, right? Was it almost like he came in exactly when you kind of needed him? I, I would think so. I think everything happens by design or something. Like we something that we don't truly understand. And I think what it really was, was that it was, I needed someone who, someone that could humble me. Like I, I think I was at that place where I thought I was above everything. Right. When like people are talking about books and all this stuff, I was like, Oh yeah, you know, I read that or I heard right. of that. Right. It just, it just feeds this, this, it's like this bombless pit. But the interesting thing is like, and I, and I totally get what you're saying, um, is that you are aware of this, that this is even was showing up for you and you're able to kind of like take that step back as opposed to continuously going down the, you know, that, that kind of journey of like letting it feed you, right? You, you made the conscious decision that, that you know, to, to take that step back and take some time off to yourself to reevaluate. Well, again, it's about choices. If I didn't do it, I, I think my ego would have gone so, out of so well, not just out of control, but I, I think it would have just grew so much that there might've been a time where you, I wouldn't be able to catch it anymore. Oh, I see. Right. I that, or, or if I, even if I did catch it, I might not want to stop it. Right. Or even like, a, like getting to the place where something drastic or something major has to happen for you to actually realize that there's a problem. I, yes. I, think, a lot of people, I think a lot of people with big egos, they usually need something major to happen to them, to check themselves and bring them a little bit back down. Because if, 
you keep going that trajectory and everything is great and your ego is being fed and there's nothing kind of like getting in your way, then what's to stop you, right? Well, it's gonna keep you're like, okay, here's the other part to the story. If it was just me, like if I was just, say, single, right, and didn't have a family, I don't think I would have stopped. Okay, because the ego will always entertain you. It'll, it'll always feed you enough, the candy or whatever it is, to keep you like happy. But then once I was able to see down the road what would possibly happen if I kept on feeding it, like it would have hurt a lot of the people I cared about. Okay, so you're no longer thinking about yourself. You're thinking about the other people in your life that are important to you. And, and that's what, I think that's what allowed me to stop a bit. Just to slow it down where I'm like, wait a minute, this, this doesn't seem right. 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 You're, you're, go, you're going beyond, or let's say your, your intentions are starting to skew a bit. Right. Because when, like, I don't know anyone who's been in that position where maybe, you know, like, a, let's just say you're like a become like a VP or something or whatnot. Like, you, you have this sense of, or president or whatever CEO, you have this sense of power and you have this sense of responsibility and you do want to do good. Like, I think everybody, well, unless you're a sociopath, but most people, I think they, they really want to do good. But when you're given that much power, you might just think about other things and just do it because you could. But almost like you're on autopilot? Yeah. Right? You, think about this way. You know how we talk about like how like ego versus authentic self? Yes. Like that's one of the big topics that we used to talk about in mastermind. Right. Right. Trying to understand the distinction. Right. The ego is always fun. It's always like that, that fun, happy, go lucky, whatnot. And just bottoms up all the time. Yeah. Right. And the, the authentic self or true self is more of the, like, I, I want to say boring, but it's not, let's just say it's not as entertaining, right? So e easiest way to look at this is like, you look at a healthy meal versus a, a like a, like junk food, right? So if you look at a healthy meal versus junk food, like, which one do you reach out to? Well, it depends, right? Well, it depends how conscious you are, though. Right, exactly. Okay, you, you got so if the, to, to answer this question, this all depends on how conscious you are. Right. If you're very conscious, you'll pick the right one. But is it fair to say, like when you say conscious, yes, but also like knowing like the vision you have for yourself, right? If you're just stuck and, you know, you enjoy eating junk food, what's to stop you from doing that? But if you have like a goal, for example, of being a year from now really healthy or losing 50 pounds or whatever it may be, and that gives you then then that gives you the ammo to say okay I got to choose that 
um, Happy Meal. Kind of like what you're saying when you start doing your parting and all that, you're just going through the motions, right? Um, unless you have like some direction, like why would you choose the healthy meal over? Um, okay, so, and how do you think you get that direction? By, by basically like assessing yourself and like the person you are and who you want to be. And that's part of consciousness. Right, right. So that, that's what I'm getting at. Okay. So the more conscious you become, you, you start to realize the right choice is not always the most fun choice. But it's the right choice for you that makes the most sense. And not just you. It's for everyone. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I get where you're going here. Right. So right. when I was thinking about myself, it just it just kept feeding the ego because you're just going to do things that make you feel good in that moment. That's, right. that's good. Drugs feel good. Yeah. I mean, alcohol feels good in the moment. In the moment, but, but long term, and how does that affect the people around you? That's right. So, so that, that's really commendable on you again, because like you, you were able to identify this stuff, make those shifts, realize how you're affecting the people around you and how you want it to show up in your life. And then you took the step back. I'm assuming now you've, like, when you see you come, you've come back, you know, you're just slowly like, re-engaging with people, um, right? And, and kind of using your own like, skill set and what you've learned now to, to, to kind of help, again, going back to guiding people, right? Um, and just supporting them in their own journeys. Yes. So when I was gone for a year or so, like I just didn't do nothing, right? I spent a year and a half or so like with, with Herman, under Herman's guidance and everything, but also learned to let go of things, right? Okay. So for example, like, like you mentioned before, like I'm vegan now, right? right. So I had to learn to let go of meat, have let go of junk food, let go of whatever came up, right? So right. you just go through the process of letting go. And let, let's be honest here, it's not fun. But do, do you think like, like on the surface level, yes, junk food, yes, meat, but what, what were you really letting go of when you were kind of doing this? My attachments, yeah. right? So again, when you become more aware of things, you start to question a lot of things. Like, why do we do certain things? Like, why do we watch certain things, eat certain things, say certain things, etc.? Like, you just question everything. So, when you start questioning things, you start to find answers. And most times, most of the times, the answers is not what you're what you would like to hear, right? So. I just start letting go of as much as I can understand right? and start replacing them with more like healthier options. Right. Like, and I know you like to use the word distractions as well, right? Like um, distractions and discipline. It like you, you like to use those terms quite a bit. Absolutely. The yeah. Discipline. Right. Since you brought up discipline, your ego is so how do you say it's so sneaky and crafty that one of the only ways to keep it from controlling your life is to have discipline because even if you recognize it, let's be honest here, right? It's like people who are trying to quit smoking, 
it's not like they don't know what smoking does. Right? We're in 2019. Like, who doesn't know what smoking does? Right. Right. It's, it's everywhere. Like, you know, it causes lung cancer, secondhand smoking, all, all that stuff, right? Everyone knows that. So right. they're, they're aware of that. They know that. But how come they can't stop? Well, I guess the easy answer is addiction. Sure. You can say it's addiction, right? right. Well, so it's the easy answer. Right. No, we're going with this. Yeah, but sure. You can, everyone can say that, right? It's like, um, addicted. Yeah, sure. You're, we are addicted to something. We're all addicted to something, right? So that's why discipline becomes probably your best friend to tackling those addictions or ego or whatnot, like whatever you want to call it, right? Without discipline, all it is is a nice quote, okay, where you can read every single day about like how life's changing or, you know, you can do better and uh, whatever like you just read nice things to to make yourself feel better but you're not going to be able to do anything about it so what, what kind of things do you do personally to help keep yourself disciplined so you don't fall back in those same traps consistent routines so for example morning routines okay it's always consistent is there, is there things like in your morning routine that you practice like you know you hear a lot of things could be journaling, meditation, exercise. Like, what, what kind of things do you do personally to help keep yourself kind of, you know? So for me, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so for me, like I cook. So I prepare food and cook in the morning. That's a good one. Right. Okay. Okay, yeah. and and meditation. Right. So, so I think where I'm going because like from what I've been learning and what's been benefiting me is even starting your day and ending your day. Um, spending time with, with on yourself, getting yourself in the right mindset can be really, really valuable in how you show up for like the middle part of your day, right? You have to start at the end. It's mm-hmm. all about like, how you kind of are productive throughout your whole entire day. Um, so these little things that you do, like cooking, meditation, um, you do them on a consistent basis, right? Like you, I'm assuming you do them on a daily basis. Yep, never missed a day. Right. So this has been a big... Like, were you doing the, let me ask you this, were you doing these things that you're doing now before, before when you elevated yourself to a certain level? No, you weren't. No. And again, it's not, I'm not elevated or anything, right? This is this. Well, just I, I, meant, I just meant before when you got, I guess, a little bit of a power trip and like you, you were kind of, your ego was getting the better of you, right? Yeah, I wasn't doing a lot of things. Let's, let's put it that way. I was probably oh. doing a lot of things that you shouldn't be doing and a lot of things I should have been doing. At the time, is it fair to say though, at the time though, you thought you were doing well, like you thought you were in a good of course. state? Of course, of course, of course. Yeah. You, you, always, you always think you're doing well, but you gotta look at the results. You gotta look at the results beyond you though. That's the key. Like you, cannot just, you can't just look at you because if you just look at you, you don't have the bigger picture. So like how you're affecting the people around you? Yes. Like your family, your friends, people you work with, et cetera? Yes. So that was a good gauge for you. Yes, because if you only look at yourself, it's very difficult to see your effects. Okay. Um, So I'm just checking out the time, and um, I know you mentioned you had to go at 3 o'clock, and it's now at 3 o'clock. So um, do you have a couple more minutes? or? Well, I got to go, but... 
we can <laughs> we can start like another okay. call after. Okay. Um, okay. Well, yeah. If you need an immediate stop, then um, I guess we'll have to kind of cap it there. I, I did have some other questions. Um, you know, before you do go, is there any like insights or tips that you would give to someone that is where you used to be? You know, was lost, too stuck. They they know something's up, but they don't know what to do. What would be the first thing that you would recommend to someone in that in that space? Honestly, mm -hmm. the easiest thing to do is find something that you know that's not supporting you or anybody else around you that you care about and start working on, just stop doing that, right? Or something that you know you should do that was going to help everybody else and, and you, just start working on that. That's it, something simple. It doesn't have to be something elaborate, right? It could be waking up early, right? It could be taking out the trash. It doesn't really make a difference, but just start somewhere. Because what that does is it allows you to become more conscious of and more aware of what you're doing. And then you're actually taking action around that. So then you can start to really trust yourself. Okay. Right. So start, start looking a little bit about what your, your patterns are, your habits. Just little um, things. Just little things that you can kind of make little shifts in. Just yeah, that you don't need to go anywhere to do that. You don't need to spend any money, right? That's just a very very simple thing. But watch how difficult it's going to become. Mm. Yeah. Right. Consistently, Especially right? This is not like oh, you know what? I'm just going to do this for like a week or a month. No, no, no. You got to do this consistently. Right. Okay. All right. Um, well, before you do go, is there anything? Like, do you want to say where people can get a hold of you? Uh, maybe you want to, maybe let people know about Herman's group. Is there anything that you want to kind of just put out there? Yeah, actually, go check out Herman. That, that, honestly, this is, this is me. Like, I don't say a lot of things about a lot of people. But when, when I do, it's definitely there's something that I see. So okay. just check out HermanSue.com. HermanSue.com. S-I-U. Okay. Well, again, I appreciate the chat. Um, definitely have to do this again. Um, you, you know, this conversation could have gone on and on, I think. I had a lot more questions than I wanted to ask you, but I think this was a good start. Um, and yeah, once again, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to do this with me. And thank you.